Welcome to Duct Tape and Paper Clips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That is correct. And this week we are breaking down Season 3, Episode 5, Fire and Ice. We're going to find out how this holds up. But first, is there anything we need to catch up on, Annie? What's going on in your life, etc.? Oh, gosh. Uh, so much going on that is pending that I can't talk about. So that's exciting. <laughs> oh, um, damn it. So, is this yeah. personal personal stuff? Person, yeah, personal life stuff. I but, will say, um, oh, can I say this? This is a while ago now, but I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast. Is that you, uh, your stupid fucking April Fool's joke actually got me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, that's actually a fun thing to talk about. So yeah. I um, have moved a lot for work and I... Every six months to a year, I would say, on average. I mean, that's that's <laughs> not accurate. Years. Maybe but two Yeah, years. it's every two years. Yeah. But, um, but no, I've moved roughly every like two to three years for work. Uh, like mm. Vermont was a long stretch for me. I was there for five years. But then other than that, you know, it's been... I was in Vermont for five years. I was in Chicago for three years and then I spent a year in the Bay area. So, um, when I decided to come back home to New York, I was like, this has to be the last move. Like I want to be in New York in general. I've been trying to get back, come back to New York for a long time. This has to be like the last move. I cannot do it anymore. Hmm. But I had a bunch of friends who like, especially folks who don't really understand the nature of like, public media journalism and the way that like there's one public radio station in every town, maybe two in some cities. And so for people to, you know, uh, escalate their careers and, you know, for all kinds of reasons, like people move around a lot. Well, in, this in some profession. cases, the only one in the state, there's only one like, exactly. Right? So yeah. if you are in this incredibly niche field of public radio, which I am like, people typically who are who are trying to rise through the ranks like tend to move around every couple mm. years um, unless they live in a bigger market where there's more uh, job opportunities and sure. so I feel like especially for people who don't aren't quite keyed into that they're just like oh you're just like a transient yeah. <laughs> person you're just drifting around and so I was like for those folks in particular I am going to post as an April Fool's joke that I've accepted a new job and I'm moving to Portland, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> and I did this on April 1st. But Nathan, you would not believe oh, how really many <laughs> of my dear friends fell for this. <laughs> oh, I do believe it. Because it was perfect in the sense that it was like, A, totally believable, right? That you move around a lot. And of course, and it's one of those things like we're all, we all want for you that you get a chance to like breathe. And we all yeah. know that you have, all, all your friends know that you kind of have to move around a lot. And I literally had the, I think I might have said out loud, oh, for fuck's sake, Annie. Like, like as I saw the thing, like, <laughs> God damn it. You got to move again. Really? I was like really feeling for you. And then of course the Portland, thing made total sense like it just in the sense that you're you know you've gone back and forth between the two coasts you're you usually end up in a progressive kind of place it like it sort of fit like as a city yeah, you haven't yet lived in but could yeah station <laughs> there a, you know yeah, yeah. it's not a place that i've ever lived but like it's yeah. believable that i could live there um yes, which is yes. why i felt it was the perfect crime and it was I, it was perfect and it was only we did it very simply as like one instagram story just text on a, on a blank background and i just it totally had it was me. one and, instagram story and one tweet and it just said some 
some personal news, like uh, just as if I <laughs> would word it normally, you know, because right, I've done right, this right. a couple times. Um, I'm just curious. I just want to look at the timestamp. <laughs> so I wrote at 11.22 a.m. What the shit, Annie? And then by 11.24, I said, I think I just fell for this. <laughs> So it took your, me two full yeah. minutes. <laughs> I, I will say that your wife had a very similar trajectory. She was like, what the hell? I don't remember exactly what she said, but she said, what yeah. the hell? Oh, my God. And she's like, wait, this is an April Fool's, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. And others do, like yeah. reached out to me and they were like, congratulations. And then they felt silly when they had yeah. fallen for it. And then I felt bad. Some did people most people like, figure it out on their own or did they have to be told? I would say it was half and half. Yeah. Like my comedians typically figured it out sooner than <laughs> um, than my public radio friends who yeah. were just like, oh yeah, then, cool, then congratulations. Search for the truth, journalist friends. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I am. Um, yeah, I'm not moving. That's yeah, it's Good. not happening. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> All right, we've talked enough about personal shit. Yeah. Um, why don't we talk about this episode? And uh, why don't you read us the IMDb summary for those who may not have seen the episode? Oh boy, just the opening of this episode. Oh my God. <laughs> um, an insurance investigator friend of MacGyver's is killed by a diamond thief with diplomatic immunity. Nikki Carpenter, the friend's sister, is teamed up with MacGyver against his wishes to get the diplomat deported. Oh boy. Simple. Super simple episode. Nothing. Oh, uh, no my <laughs> God. So convoluted. Like this yeah. plan. I'm going to lean on you here because I watched it a long time ago and I tried to rewatch it just today and I literally fell asleep. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I so, cannot follow this. So essentially what happens is we're introduced uh, to a friend of MacGyver's, which of course means he's going to be killed immediately. Um, like he, we <laughs> open the episode with like, and this is my good buddy. Yeah. Um, if there's and of exposition course, guy and it's not Pete, he's, his days are his days He's are immediately yeah. <laughs> going to be murdered. Um, and so the reason why it was so confusing is that this individual's sister was sort of trying to get to the truth herself. And so that involved her kind of dressing up in disguises that right. were strange in real in her actual character she had like worked in the senate i think um she had gone <laughs> to law school they made this like big you know show of like she had grown up in georgetown and got to law school and had worked um in government and so was like a very smart capable person but at one point of course we have her dressing up as a cocktail waitress um yeah. in order to get to get information about her brother's disappearance. And she knows yeah. that his murder, she, she has figured out that this diamond thief is behind it all. I so, got the sense that the reason that they went to all that trouble about the Georgetown backstory was because mm -hmm. they needed to justify why MacGyver had never met her before. And he, cause exactly. he's friends with the brother. It's like, exactly. you just haven't they met had a sister. To, they had to, exactly. They justified, oh, you're the one well, you're who like lived the half with sister the dad. Who lived away. Yeah, just yeah. come on, guys. Like, move this along. So essentially, these two start out working on kind of separate tracks to try to get to this truth, but they mm. keep running across e each other, especially as they are attempting to, like, hack into this computer, which is just so hilarious amazing. to watch from <laughs> 1980s, you know, hacking. Also, uh, Danny, before he gets murdered, calls, Tess says he learned everything he knows about hacking from MacGyver which does not track with any of the other uh, hunt and peck like him trying to figure out computers in the past 
episodes. He's always the guy who doesn't know what he's doing at a computer. Exactly. He is not a hacker. And I was yeah. really um, offended that they tried to paint him yeah. as like this in that genius <laughs> hacker. It's like, come yeah. on. I mean, we know that we have to suspend disbelief for MacGyver's skill set. Obviously, mm. there's very few people who would have all of these skills, obviously. But um, but this was kind of beyond the pale. So these two are kind of circling around each other until they, you know, reluctantly decide to work together at one right. point. We also, I, I don't, I just don't want to blow past the fact that Danny's murder is the funniest thing in the episode. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> he, he looks at a truck, puts both hands in the air, like, oh my God, I'm going to get hit by a truck. Does not move and gets hit by a yeah, truck. Yeah, doesn't move. The truck is, is you know, yeah, just a POV shot. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, and I love that the reason why they knew it was foul play was that the truck didn't have no license, license plates on yeah. it, which is like, I think the fact that the truck mowed him down <laughs> in broad daylight was maybe yeah. your first clue. Right, like, I don't right. think the license plates are, are a oh. factor here. <laughs> oh, um, also, I'm sorry to jump around a little but i want to say this word a few times the name of the country is ganubia mm-hmm. the, the, the ganubian attache the ganubian it's like an anne hathaway princess country they've invented <laughs> this this ganubia country they keep saying the word and it's like st- look you can make up the name of a country but don't keep saying it okay <laughs> yeah we don't need it's to insulting. we don't need to say it a million times yeah. i i just i do love that i think that is hilarious and i just the excuse to throw around terms like consulate and attache just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. serve me more of that. I yeah, want yeah. all now, of that. Now, to be fair, I loved I, I loved a lot about this episode, like just in terms of like the the they were clearly trying to like throw some money at this episode. Like oh, they're dressing sure. up, they're at this fancy party, there's a Ferrari, like it the whole thing feels very like eighties yes. excess, which I kind of love watching MacGyver feel uncomfortable in those situations like he's not he's not comfortable in his suit she goes in the right way like by sneaking in and doing spy shit and he goes mm-hmm. in with a garden hose up the drain pipe you know yeah it's very a fun. rake and a garden hose which was kind of a cool um little trick that I can only imagine some like real life kids Absolutely. tried that after like <laughs> that is like how to sneak into your house 101 yep, um yep. for you know the teens watching this so that was kind of fun to see um um, and I will say that like our our female heroine here, like she, Nikki, I mean, her wardrobe was on point, like the shoulder pads that like yeah. this was prime 80s wardrobe. So I, I loved seeing that. Yeah. Um, but we do have to like say that eventually these two reluctantly working together is not enough for this episode. We Mm. instead need (laughs) to concoct a plan where we're going to capture this diamond thief by pretending to pull off a heist with him. Um, And that gives us some, some kind of fun scenes of MacGyver, honestly, because like Mm. you do like to see him breaking into a safe and like doing all of these, uh, you know, putting his skills to the test. I also like to see him, in a cream colored suit with a black t-shirt being an asshole playing a character who's an asshole oh to, yeah to be when undercover he's, like that's he's super like fun. undercover yeah. macgyver is is kind of fun he, like, doesn't give a shit about anybody i'm like oh that's fun like yeah at yeah. one point they um are trying to get a key from one of the henchmen and uh so they have macgyver play a game of squash to kind right. of distract him <laughs> while she goes into the uh say it with me men's locker room yeah. uh to which <laughs> 
like just the goofy forbidden space yeah as hell shit um yeah. happening and of course as a result of that we got to see macgyver in like a full squash outfit 80s squash um, outfit yeah and yeah not to mention we also get to see like them hunched over a computer putting like a full-on receiver onto two rubber pads like uh, yeah. like because they're trying to connect to a modem or printing things out on an old bit printer where it's just a a great little time capsule of that stuff Yes. So I this think this chick is a real banana boat. Did you pick up on that? <laughs> I truly don't know what the, that means. The valet <laughs> guy says this chick's a real banana boat. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that's great. Yeah. Very caper esque. This this whole thing was a real caper. Like she's she makes out with him. It's all that like it's like we hate each other, we don't know each other. Let's make out to as a diversion. Like it's, it's all very Yeah, sexy. it's one of those episodes um where MacGyver is like thrown together with mm. someone and they have a, a chemistry and attention and so it, it just winds up being a romantic situation. Right. Um now we haven't talked about the fact, and maybe you don't even know, that this actress has been seen before. Do you know this? Yes. Yeah. Hasn't she been seen recently? Uh huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the a season couple premiere. episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> yeah. I did pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same actress as the one who played the one with the Russian accent, who you know goes in. You know, they they were engaged to be married. Their characters. Right? Yeah. No. This we're yeah. supposed to believe that this same actress <laughs> yeah. who played his random ex fiance, which in itself wasn't super believable in that yeah. episode. Um, she's now back as a completely different character. Two episodes later. <laughs> Two episodes later. But yeah. it is my understanding that she is going to continue to mm -hmm. be part of this series as this character. Yes, which some fans liked and a lot of fans did not. But she is going to keep popping up a bunch as this character, which is fine. But uh, And I think maybe this is like the most she's ever given to do. I think she gets a little less uh, essential as the season goes on. But yeah. she is... Uh, so this brings our recycled actor count to three i believe <laughs> we're, we're at three <laughs> or four season. we're gonna uh check that we'll and... check that um but uh but yeah we, we just we're gonna keep seeing people who have been in previous episodes and come back as new characters and this is one of those so amazing yes love that and uh i do i would be remiss if i didn't point out um the big crescendo of this episode is um of course they try to pull off the heist with this uh diamond thief guy mm. surprise surprise diamond thief guy is not going to stick to his end of the bargain right. and he instead turns the gas on and tries to lock them back in the vault right. and instead of mounting some like super intense escape macgyver is just able to turn off the gas and then walk out of the vault so yeah the stakes could not have been lower no. and I, I you had a you had an entire like you had a set built where you were like this is a safe like, this is the most secure thing you can have. Right. There so, are diamonds in here. Like, locking people into a safe and gassing them should have been a, an easy trap, a, an easy mouse trap to build for MacGyver. However, in the course of the uh, the heist, MacGyver has cut a giant hole in the safe to access it, like one that a human man can crawl through. So gassing that safe no longer really becomes viable, yeah. right? Because Not you've got a, a giant hole in the safe. So it just kind of gasses the hole building i guess and they're stuck in the safe for a for a second <laughs> it 
uh, I had this is the part where admittedly I fell asleep so <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what happened but I remember maybe it was the gas <laughs> but, yeah the gas and then they kind of they kind of just walk out and it's it's one of those kind of like endings where it's like well like we did it um yeah, yeah. And although I did love the ending with a little like remote control briefcase where all the diamonds spill out and they're able to show everybody in public right there on the spot red-handed this guy is corrupt and uh but the ending is Pete winking at MacGyver who's in the bushes it's very much like we don't have money for another scene or we're just gonna yeah this is we're yeah. just calling it on this one this um, is like but the I... opposite of the last one in a lot of ways one and it's a high society and not in the middle of the woods but two they had too much story to fit into 45 minutes whereas the previous episode they had too little yeah this was there were too many twists and turns there were too many uh, characters and the the plan was too convoluted so like mm -hmm. this is not gonna be getting a high score from me um, <laughs> oh yeah we gotta score this bad boy <laughs> all right on a scale of one to ten what is this episode received do we think Oh, it's a tough one. It's so funny because in the previous iteration of this podcast, I had a very complex spreadsheet in front of me at all times. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that spreadsheet in front of me. And I can't remember what <laughs> three episodes ago what I gave these episodes. I don't think we've scored anything higher than a seven and a half or eight at this point. I gave the last one a four and you gave it a nine. So this one, I think it's just a solid six. Like I, there's okay. stuff I like about it. I like the Ferrari. I like the sort of like um, the 80s excess uh, sort of thing. But like I said, it didn't keep my attention and I couldn't stay awake for it. So it's not like an essential. It's a very forgettable episode. I did like how capable Nikki is in this episode. And like as a character, I thought she was kind of fun. Like when she turns him into the cops so she can get away, uh, it like is a, like a step ahead of him. I kind of liked that dynamic. But otherwise, it's a fairly forgettable episode, I think. Yeah, I thought it was just, I don't think this one is going to stick with me. Like, I I felt like this is a solid five. Um, it's just so middle of the road for a MacGyver episode. I felt like there were too many villains, potential, like too many characters, too many like twists and turns on the plan. You know, we have the diplomat and then we have like kind of the boss guy who's lurking and having them followed. Like, it was confusing um, to keep track of who all, you know, was part of this caper. So... Um, um, for that reason, eh, it's totally. middle of the road. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's it. I think we've nailed it all. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our website, themacgyverpod.com, all our socials. It's all at The MacGyver Pod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can do that on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime or Pluto. Uh, next week, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 6, GX1. Take care, everybody. Remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends, friends are, are the, the adventures. adventures. Of life. Life.